Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts. We're broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be a fun show. I think uh, very timely, and we're going to address what we've been hearing from lots of our great listeners and our coaching clients and the coaches. So I think it's going to be a great show. It is. And so we've been hearing a lot of you guys tell us the same thing. It's feeling like the business is nothing but headwinds. In other words, everything seems harder than it normally is. Everything's a little bit tougher to get closed. Buyers' mindsets are a little bit negative. Sellers' mindsets are a little bit stuck in the past with regards to pricing. We've been hearing that for all, for basically from every market, every price range, all across the country. And we're going to go through 10 points today. I think it's 10, right, Julie? And we're going to give yep. you guys some suggestions on things you can do to basically, well, you know, a little bit of its mindset, but a lot of it is tactical. In other words, we know what you're experiencing is real. It's not in your head. Don't convince yourself that basically what it feels like is just because, you know, it's the time of year or anything like that. Because by going down that path, what you're going to do is you're going to not create any positive momentum to fixing the problem. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you 10 very specific tactical ways, things you can implement immediately to make it so that your transactions will close smoother. Because remember, guys, it all starts and stops with you. If you're experiencing sort of some unusual hardship or some unusual consternation in your business, chances are your buyers and your sellers are feeling it as well. So you need to do the right thing and be of service to your clients and smooth the path for them. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. It's most important now, but all the points that we're going to share on today's show you can put into the hopper as things to live by throughout the year. It doesn't really matter. It's just that sometimes it gets highlighted this time of year. So I think these are all going to be applicable and tactical points that uh, should be usable immediately. Any uh, shout-outs before we get to our first point? Uh, You know what? I don't have a shout-out ready to go, but I will have you some tomorrow. Okay, no problems. Guys, remember, any emails, any things you'd like to – any things you'd like us to present, any – Folks you can think you might think would be a good interview candidate, if you might think you're a good interview candidate, always remember that we're here for you guys. Email us directly, Tim at Tim and Julie and Julie at Tim and Julie um, And I actually would like to, you know, since Julie doesn't have some uh, specific email uh, ready to go that you, you know, to read, I want to actually give you guys sort of a, you know, feedback from Julie and I. <laughs> So I've been reading and paying attention to all the different places where you guys communicate. Obviously, our members, our coaching clients, you guys are participating on the private Facebook group, but really everywhere else. And I I have to tell you, it really truly warms my heart and motivates me uh, when I hear that you guys are getting so much from the radio. That radio every day um, does require a lot of effort and uh, preparation. I mean, I think, Julie, today you and I probably spent two hours probably preparing for Mm -hmm. future radio shows. And in between the radio show presentations that we're doing now, obviously, and then answering emails and whatever, it's you know it's like a part-time job. But when we see that it's helping, and you know it, the cool part is, is, I realize that not all of you guys listening right now, and there's over a hundred thousand of you guys listen on a regular basis. 
we supposedly have the largest audience of you know active agents listening to uh, you know a radio show on a regular basis. There's probably three or four other shows out there that are like this, but the audience, by comparison, the size of the audience according to iTunes, we're like by far the biggest. And and I'm, it sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm not. What I'm doing is I'm giving you guys credit for that because. You wouldn't be listening to us if you weren't serious about your business because there is no rah-rah in our radio show. You know, We're very tactical and practical, and we're helping you guys to really drill down and make the most of this real estate market, and, and indirectly, I think, the most of your lives. And a lot of the stuff we tell you is not going to be things that other people want to tell you because of the fact that it involves you know, things like work. You know, one of our favorite things to say is, if you ever want, if you want long-term, ever-increasing amounts of success in life, not just in your real estate business, but in life in, in general, it's about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, have you ever heard anybody else say that? I haven't. And the reason is, is because it's not a sellable phrase. That's not something you're going to go to, to say Tony Robbins and hear him say, you know, because people want to hide the fact that really to be successful really truly does come down to a whole bunch of different things, but the main thing is getting into action, and that requires doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You guys get it, or you're getting it. You're at least, you know, you're you're willing to at least start the, uh, you know, the arm wrestle with <laughs> the idea that maybe the reason that you're not experiencing what you deserve to experience in life, you know, the the travel, the the the, the financial wealth, the sense of freedom, the sense of accomplishment. I think a lot of you guys are coming to terms with the fact that it's not because of the market or it's not because of interest rates or it's not because you're a broker. It's not because of this, that, the other thing. It's because you struggle with doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And the amazing part of that is that, and again, I see this in the comments. I see that some of you guys are really kind of crossing that bridge with us and, and coming to the realization that it really isn't any more complicated than that. But here's the thing that really is spooky, and I see this every day. Julie and I talk about it every day when we go on our morning walks. Is literally, it almost feels like every single thing, everywhere you look, is reinforcing this sort of lazy approach to life, where basically you're not, you shouldn't have to put in your best effort. Where you, you know, you, you hear things like follow your passion and all these other things that do nothing other than confuse folks away from the fact that it really does come down to. You know, hard work. And and the hard work part is not glamorous. It's not sexy. Nobody wants to talk about it. People want to believe that ever-increasing amounts of success – like, for example, if you're seeing somebody who's continuously a top producer in your marketplace, don't you psychologically want to just convince yourself that they have some unfair advantage? You know, they have some inroad or they you know have some secret handshake or some club or whatever. What if it's none of that's true? What if they just basically are willing to do what you're not willing to do when you're not willing to do it at the highest level? What if they're just putting in more effort and time? What if that's all that it really is, obviously combined with a lot of skills and organization knowing what to say? What if that really is the truth? Well, it is. So, you know, I would hope that a lot of you guys will hear this message, and I know you are. Otherwise, we wouldn't have 100,000-plus listeners on a regular basis. You're hearing this message. It's resonating with you because intuitively you know it's the truth. <laughs> so stick with us, guys. We're going to get you there. Um, but do take action. That ultimately is on your shoulders whether you're a coaching client or not. Remember, you guys can go back and listen to any past radio shows. There's like 500-plus there now, I think, at realestatecoachingradio.com. It's not all just Julie and I. Those are probably 75% of the shows. We do have a lot of interviews, a lot of top producers, a lot of our superstars that we featured. Um, you know, a lot of the big names from TV that you guys know about are our superstars. So go back there and listen and, you know, get your education on, and that will at least hopefully motivate you to start taking the right action. So, Julie, without any further delay, one of the things we've been hearing, as I said at the top of the show, 
is a lot of folks complaining about, or at least commenting on, that the market itself seems to be harder, that the buyers are offering more resistance, the buyers are nervous, the sellers are nervous, the this, that, the other. Um, and you know what? It's true. That's not in your head, guys. You're not feeling burned out. You're not manifesting this yourself, so forget all those terms. It is just the nature of the market. It's changing. What you're experiencing is a, are the emotional ramifications of a shifting market, a changing market. So we're going to give you, uh, what, 10 specific, probably knowing Julie and I more than that, but 10 specific things that you can be doing as applies to yourself, as applies to buyers and sellers, to keep the train on the tracks uh, so that you can be anticipatory of the, the potential problems, anticipatory of the, uh, uh, you know, frankly, the emotional consternation from your buyers and sellers so that you're in a position to basically be ahead of the curve. Remember, guys, a great really business is not what all it does really a sales presentation any kind of business it's anticipating the problems and solving them before they even happen and that's what we're going to help you do or at least put in place on today's radio show so before julie gets to point number one a couple of reminders if you guys haven't done so or haven't done so in a while remember just request a free coaching call at free coaching calls for agents.com and you will self-schedule and you can talk with one of our uh, enrollment coaches, and they can answer any questions, obviously, about the coaching program. So more specifically, you're going to leave that coaching uh, call with a very specific numbers-oriented business plan. So then the backbone of the free coaching call system is using Real Estate Treasure Map, uh, which is our book. So make sure you guys request a free coaching call. And if you have yet to receive the six free books that you get as being a listener, make sure you just go ahead and fill out the form that's on your iPad, iPhone, computer, whatever. Just scroll down, put in your name, your email address, and your phone number. You see the visual of those six free books. We're going to give those to you in digital format just by simply completing the form. And again, you also get a call back from someone from our enrollment team to answer any questions you have about the coaching program. The coaching program that everyone's talking about is Premier Coaching. We've upgraded Real Estate Coaching Essentials, now called Premier Coaching. It's a real live coaching call. You get a coaching call per month with your own coach. You get, uh, in addition to that, you get two and, so, and soon three semi-private coaching calls per week, and you get the entire coaching program that you guys, I think at this point, all of you guys are very familiar with the fact we offer the only uh, really exclusive, complete coaching program, all copyrighted material, um, you know, pre-listing pack, pre uh, listing presentation, buyer presentation, every single aspect of building your real estate business, lead generation ideas, scripts, everything that's there for you. Simply complete that form, and you'll get the six free books, and we'll call you back. So, Julie, without any further delay, let's get to point numero uno. All right, perfect. So before we get there, and I'm going to go relatively quick through this because this is, as I said, a very tactical and practical fact. It is normal, as you said, for your market, for you, your prospects, your clients to be a little exhausted, frustrated this time of year. To that I say, so what? <laughs> Let's get going. Another fact is it's normal to take more communication, more lead follow-up, more appointments than usual. So we have to accept these facts and thirdly, uncertainty, as in the election and other things, holidays coming, but especially roundabout now, uncertainty in general causes people to take less action and take longer to make decisions. Again, I say, so what? Make your own market. What do you have to do to still thrive in fourth quarter in spite of all this? Well, point number one, accept that delays are normal. Anticipate and the stress melts away. If you know it's coming and you discuss it with everyone involved, and remember, there's about 40 people involved in every transaction minimum, if you anticipate it and plan for it, well, it's not really a delay anymore, is it? It's not something to freak out about. Point number two, embrace what's going well in your business every day. 
Take 10 minutes a day to write what you're most grateful for before you get going on the business day. It'll reset your mindset. Number three, and this is a big one, under promise over deliver. If you know something's going to take five days to get it done, promise it in seven. When it's done on day four, you're a rock star. Instead of promising it's going to be two days and then on day four, then you're a loser. Okay? So under promise and over deliver. This is one of the easier things to implement all throughout your transaction. And that can be as simple as if something's going to take you 30 minutes to send an email over with some comps, tell them it could take you an hour, hour and a half because you're going to do a really detailed job and then deliver it a little bit faster. You always be a rock star. Instead of either not promising at all, which is kind of a blow-off to your clients and your uh, prospects, or even to the other agents you're dealing with, instead of that, you're going to under-promise and over-deliver. And you can apply this virtually everywhere in your transaction, from getting your home brochures done to getting into the MLS, when the sign shows up, how long a negotiation should take, how long a home inspection should take. You know, you can really buy yourself some time and eliminate that consternation. If you don't tell someone how long something should take, they want it immediately, and they don't get it. That means you must be being a slacker, so you've got to watch so for point, that. Yep. Point number four, Julie, I got, know your market stats cold. If your next listing comps show an average days in the market of 120, let your seller know what uh, that's what it's expected uh, so they're not, you know, Working off the old mindset that something's going to sell in like in 30 days, right? If you have low inventory, let buyers know to expect to pay full price on a great home so they don't plan to lowball. But guys, here's the main thing: just like we were sharing with you last week on the radio, you got to be thinking in terms of the next 90 days. So there are lots and lots and lots of really you know conditional issues that you're not going to be able to get people to move around. Halloween is going to be one. Believe it or not, people treat that as a holiday. Then you're going to have, obviously, the week of Thanksgiving. And some people, it's two weeks of Thanksgiving. Then you have the same thing in December. So you have lots and lots of things that are coming up in the last 90 days. So when you list a house this time of year, when you work with a buyer this time of year, let them know that, yeah, in a normal market, it's 45 days to get something closed. But just because the normal things, your appraisers are slower, you know, the home inspectors are slower, is what it is. It's going to take a little bit longer. That way, psychologically, they're preparing. Best case scenario, Mr. Seller, once we get a contract, 45 days. Once we get in something contract mr buyer 45 days but realistically this time of year it could take as much as six months so be prepared don't be canceling your lease don't be doing all these things that are going to create added stress check with me first so you make sure everything is on track so know your market stats cold be doing you guys are blessed with a really a lot of you have mls systems that will turn out daily cmas for you make sure you're doing the deep dive into the cma days in the market list sell price ratio um, you know, I also would love to know, have you guys know exactly what price segments are selling and do like many segments on that. You know, for example, just do, for example, maybe 100 to 300. If you have anything for 100, some of you guys don't. But do like 300 to 600, 600, you, you know, work out segments so you can be really monitoring exactly what's going on and the very specific price ranges. Uh, again, your goal is when you're at those holiday parties, it's to be an expert and be able to answer everyone's questions. Point number five, if your buyer or seller are in contract where a buyer paid full price or over, expect that they'll negotiate harder on home inspection items and perhaps use that to try to renegotiate the whole deal. You guys know what I'm talking about. The home inspections have become, you know, essentially the second phase of negotiation. Well, it's going to happen more so 
this time of year. But even more than that, it's going to happen because people are beginning to feel the little fears that happen when the market's adjusting. So interest rates have gone up. There's going to be more inventory. You're going to hear sales reports of home sales going down. You're going to hear more, more, you know, Gary Keller finally agreed with Julie and I. We've been saying it for almost two years that there was going to be a recession. They're already in a recession happening now. We're going to hear more and more of talk about the economic slowdown after the election. That is what happens, guys. It's normal. It's a natural cycle. Don't freak out about it. You need to have your you know, wits about you because your buyers and your sellers won't. And if you don't, if you're not knowing what to expect, if you don't know your market, if you're emotionally um, overreacting to some of these normal things that are happening, you're not going to close any deals because you're going to freak them out. You're going to have to be – you're going to have to have really, really good bedside manner. Hopefully that makes sense. Next point, Julie. Next point, number six. If your listing is already priced higher than the last comps and you actually get it in contract, expect to have appraisal issues. Discuss that prior with your seller. Some of you guys are still really pushing it on, you know, honestly, maybe you're a little bit overpriced, but if you've got low enough inventory, maybe you'll get that price. If you know you're higher than the last best comp, you already know that's recipe for potential appraisal issues. Don't just pray to the real estate gods and hope it doesn't happen, and then when it does happen, your seller is unglued, and we don't know what to do, and we're two days out from closing. Talk about if we have to deal with that, what is the game plan? That way, if it doesn't happen, everybody's cool, and if it does happen, we've already handled the panic attack before we're 24 hours out from closing. So this is all about preparing your folks for their expectations and managing that with yourself as well as your prospects, clients, and other agents. So point number seven, again, these points in particular are very practical, applicable for your daily business. Number seven, if your last three deals took 45 to 60 days to actually close, prepare your clients for this time frame versus dealing with delays and extensions. That just makes them mad. If you think you can close it in 45, write it for 60 with an option to close earlier. That way, again, you're under-promising, over-delivering. You're a rock star if it closes on day 50 if you've got 60, but you're a loser if you take a five-day extension and maybe the seller's not that interested in selling anymore and now you don't even have a deal. So predict what's happening. Go ahead. Let me throw something in here. This is another point we should have had, but then get ready for point eight. So when Julie and I sold real estate, we didn't sell real estate off the idea that homes were going to appreciate. I know for a lot of you guys that sounds like, what? Okay, because here's the thing. There's reasons to believe that real estate really doesn't appreciate. In most markets, it just keeps up with the inflation rate. Most markets being, you know, not necessarily the coast. But for the most part, like when Julie and I sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, when we sold a house and the seller asked what the appreciation rate was, it basically was whatever the inflation rate. So if, infl- if the cost of everything else went up by 2 or 3%, chances are the house was going to go up in price by 2 or 3%. In other words, no appreciation. It was only inflation. We can argue the semantics and all that till the cows come home. But here's what I want you guys to remember. The point is – is don't be selling stuff in a changing market off the idea that they're going to have a lot of appreciation. Don't do it, because in many markets, the markets have plateaued, especially in the upper-end markets. There is no appreciation, and guess what, guys? On the other side of no appreciation is oftentimes deflation. Will there be deflation as a result of this recession? Of course there will be. Will it be anything like what we experienced back in the real estate crash? I don't believe there will be. But prices will absolutely drop. They absolutely already have dropped, and a lot of you guys are dealing with that. And a lot of our coaching clients, make sure you guys are using our price change scripts. They're all on the website, all on Premier Coaching. Just download them and use them. Listen to Julie and I doing those audio recordings 
where you hear us role-playing how to actually get the prices down on your properties. Be ahead of the curve, going back to the previous point about knowing the market. But yeah, guys, be selling off the idea that you buy a house to live in. You buy a house to create memories in. You buy a house because you need a place to live, period. And in most markets, you can buy a house, and if the market is flat, say, for the next five years, and you just basically have homes staying up with the rate of inflation, and let's say inflation just stays historically on average of, say, around 3%, chances are that will cover most of the cost of owning the house so they can live there, in essence, for free. But if you get into this, if a lot of you have this paradigm that a house is an investment, and if you sell to somebody that the house is an investment, and then they're reading in, 14 different financial you know, magazines that homes aren't appreciating in your particular market, you're going to look bad. So make sure you're removing that from your vocabulary. A house is a place to live. A house is a place to, you know, that. Get it? So it's a different mindset. Uh, next point, Julie. Next point is number eight, communicate at a higher level than you're used to. Every deal has at least 40 people involved from beginning to end. When in doubt, try to over-communicate. Let people know what's going to happen, what just happened, and what you're planning on doing. Try to over-communicate. So I always ask on coaching calls, right, if a, if a buyer or seller hasn't heard from you in a while, do they generally jump to good conclusions or not? <laughs> do they think you're out there hard at work for them, slaving away? No, they think you're on the golf course. So no communication to most people equals something has gone wrong. It's better to just say, hey, I was thinking about you. Here's the next thing that's going to happen on your deal. Okay, point number nine. If your buyer or the buyer on your listing has questionable anything, as hey, in Julie, down payment what, ratios, yes. Bills. Let's add a footnote to point number eight because I know a lot of these guys are doing sure. it. Oh, I communicate plenty. My dot loop sends people mm -hmm. updates. Oh, I communicate plenty. My, my CRM automatic. is sending up them you know, automatic. Okay, no, that doesn't count. Okay, so I know what a lot of you guys are thinking. Good point. I automatically digitally communicate. Yet, no, don't do it. Because here's a couple of things. To Julie's point, if you're not calling them, they don't think you care, number one. Number two, when you call them, you're going to leave the impression that not only you care, but then they're going to want to send you a referral even when there's a hiccup that happens in the transaction. You guys lose deals because once the deal's in contract, California agents are the ones most guilty of this. You know, New York agents, same thing. You lose deals because once they're in contract, you stop communicating with them. Then that deal falls in co out of contract because whatever reason happens, and then you lose the client. You lose the listing. You lose the buyer. Had you been communicating with them, even if you have no news for them, it makes a huge difference. And remember, it gives you a killer opportunity to ask for a referral. By the way, uh, Julie, um, you, know, uh, you know, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate? Who do you know that I should be helping who's thinking about buying or selling real estate? Tag that on the end of every single conversation you have when you're calling them to giving them the update on the bug and termite inspection. Hey, got the report back. Everything looks fine. Looks like we have some repairs here. Here, I'm going to email it over to you. Hey, by the way, did you come across anybody that I should be helping buy or sell a home? Those are the type – you don't have to ask that every time, but at least ask that frequently enough. Makes an enormous difference when it comes to getting the transaction closed. If you guys are one of our top producers and you're selling dozens of houses and you have people that are closing transactions for you that are part of your teams, make sure they're asking for the referrals then. Don't let that get by you, especially this time of year. Uh, point number eight or nine, Julie? Point number nine, if your buyer or the buyer on your listing has questionable anything, down payment, ratios, credit – especially if it's multiple things like that that are a little shaky, then expect underwriting to take a lot longer and be more rigorous. You can see that coming. If you make a list of things that wreck your deals last minute or that keep people in underwriting forever, it's smaller down payment, ratios, credit, questionable job history, these types of things. 
We used to have a rule that if one thing was wrong, you were pretty much okay, but when you layer on, you know, maybe a small down payment and questionable ratios and they've only had their job for six months, well, now it's recipe for that lender to go digging deeper for a lot more proof and to drag it out and take longer. So be careful with that. Now, some of you guys will say, well, I do FHA deals and they're cut and dry and they only follow these rules. Banks have overlays. They can ask for anything, anytime in underwriting. Make sure that you are talking about that. And if you know you've got somebody in contract like that, you would best be talking to the lender, helping your buyer get things done, helping the other agent get things done, or don't count on closing on time or maybe not at all. So keep an eye on that. Number 10, make more contacts, more appointments, and follow up more relentlessly to hedge against delays, extensions, and issues. When in doubt, make more contacts of higher quality. Remember, when you generate lots of opportunity, you don't have to tolerate flakiness in your own transactions or flakiness in the marketplace. But you can only be that picky when you've created lots of opportunity for yourself. So that's why I made that point number 10. That's the get cracking, the uh, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at a very high level point that oftentimes we end the podcast on. Back to you, Tim. Well, so here's the takeaway, guys. Normal, what you're experiencing, if you guys are experiencing what feels like a harder real estate market, totally normal. It comes with the changing market. It comes because of the election. All the, you know, we've been warning you guys about this for over a year. But if you go back in history and you go back and look at all the previous presidential elections, they always follow a cycle. Real estate markets follow a cycle. All this stuff is fairly predictable. Obviously, there's the occasional black swans that creep in and, you know, like what the heck is going on type things. But for the most part, it's a really safe assumption to assume that after the presidential election, there's going to be some kind of recession. Why? Because there almost always is. During the, uh, you know, a presidential uh, I don't even know what you want. I was about to call it mess, like we're experiencing this year. Whatever you want to call it, you're going to see more fear. You're going to see more questions about the interest rates. You're going to see more buyers and sellers saying, you know, all that normal stuff. So have your wits about you. Have your have your stats down cold. Have your mindset in a place that you know that it's going to, you have to have more elasticity than normal. Otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to start saying, oh, I'm just going to throw in the towel. You have 90 days left this year. Now, granted, only half of those are probably going to end up being work days, but you have 90 days. You can still make this the best Christmas season of your life. Most importantly, remember, and go back to listen to the shows we did last week, your next year has already started. The work you're doing now is what's going to pay you in the spring of next year. Real Estate Treasure Map walks you through that. If you've got, not gotten that book yet, guys, remember, we give it to you for free. Just fill out that form that's on your mobile device, your iPhone, your iPad, your wherever heck else you, <laughs> you kids play with nowadays. It's all there. Just fill it out, and we're going to email that book and along with the five others to you that show up on um, that little ad there. And, yeah, and we'll help you, and we'll get you there. Don't slow down, but at the same time realize that it's normal to feel this resistance. If you don't realize it's normal, you're going to start running that fear. You're going to start breathing too much of that fear, and you're going to believe the problem is you. It's not. I promise you, we're hearing – Everywhere in every market and every price range, everyone's saying it's the same saying the same thing. Market seems tougher. It is tougher. It's normal. Get over it. Be okay with it. <laughs> Move on. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, what do we say? Suck it up, Buttercup. Time to get working. You know. I mean, it's funny because people will come up with something no matter what time of year, or whether we're in an election cycle or not, or if there's snow on the ground or it's sunny out. Right? There's always going to be somebody going. Well, hey, Julie. Hey, just came off. Yeah. Julie, your phone's jacked, so we can't really hear you. So on that no. note, guys, listen. You guys, you guys, you walked out of your studio. We can tell. So guys, have a fantastic 
uh, day. Have a fantastic week. If this is the start of the last quarter for the uh, 2016, make this the best three months of your life. Please, I'm going to say this a billion times in the next 30 days especially, if you're not using the Real Estate Treasure Map, get a copy of that book. Download it and use it. And in addition to that, have your go back to listen to the shows we did last week and implement what we said as far as how to mentally, emotionally prepare yourself for this fourth quarter. Don't do what you've done in the past if you've not worked or if you've at least not worked intensely. Don't do what everybody else does. When you're willing to do the work that people aren't willing to do, if you're willing to do the work that people aren't willing to do when they're not willing to do it, I promise you, faster than you think, you're going to experience a life that other people can just dream of. Guys, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, or, of course, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We love doing this show for you every day. Anything we can ever do to improve, to make your lives easier, let us know. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.